For some criminals, committing crimes just hits a little different. These individuals aren't in the wrong place at the wrong time. They aren't confused or misguided or lost. They aren't doing what they think they need to do. For some, committing crimes is a lifestyle. They don't care about the rules, and they will commit crime after crime after crime until they get caught. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss Mancho Dodchev, also known as the Mountain Man. It is believed that Donchev lived in the woods for over 10 years committing crimes before he was finally caught. Today, we're going to discuss his crimes, including running from the law. Micho Donchev went by many different names and was a known criminal who escaped from a Bulgarian prison. He was in prison for murder and had already been convicted of attempted homicide completely separately from that. His murder charge was over a man in a village that he beat to death when the man tried to steal some of his livestock. And as wild as it might seem, I think that this murder is where he got the inspiration for his eventual life of crime. Honestly, the details about his life are so mixed and blended now throughout the years that the murder he was charged for wasn't even the biggest concern in the public eye. Personally, I believe that of the crimes that we know, the murder should have gotten a lot more attention, but since he committed that particular crime decades ago and already escaped his prison sentence for it, people tend to focus on his life after that crime. Now, obviously, Donchev doesn't seem like a great guy. He had a complete disregard for the law. I have to assume that his willingness to escape from prison meant that he didn't exactly feel guilty for the murder that he committed. And everything else that we know about him paints out a pretty clear picture of a guy that just truly thinks he lives outside of the law. After escaping from prison, he fled to the United States. He was actually welcomed into the country, but it seems like it was possibly because he lied a little bit. And after some time here, his welcome status quickly changed. For people who look at criminal activity like the norm, there are no real repercussions in their mind, and this can make these people very dangerous. In his time in the United States, Donchev met his now ex-girlfriend, and the two of them had some kind of falling out where she asked him to leave. And Donchev responded by going full criminal. When you're dating someone that thinks murder is no big deal, you can never truly predict what they're going to do. In this case, Donchev attempted to blow up his ex's apartment in 1985. Like you do after a breakup, obviously. Thankfully, his ex-girlfriend was fine, but the whole arson thing did catch the attention of police. 
He was sentenced to nine months in prison for basically blowing up someone's house. The stories split here, depending on what source you look at. Some say he served his time and then disappeared. Others say he fled as soon as they tried to charge him, which does sound pretty on brand since he had already escaped from prison. Regardless, he had no plans of being an upstanding citizen after his release. And he wasn't interested in going back to prison, so he fled into the woods in Washington where he decided to live instead. This would begin the next chapter of crime in his life. Donchev knew that he needed to stay off the grid, but he also knew that he needed to survive. He started a crime spree lasting over a decade long in order to survive out in those woods. Donchev began by breaking into cabins and homes in the Cascade Mountains. He stole food, clothes, other supplies, anything that he would need to live comfortably. And apparently this worked. He was able to fully sustain himself living out in these mountains by breaking into places. In the colder months, he would hide in the cabins that he broke into seeking shelter. Simply by stealing and bouncing from one home to the next, he managed to live on the run for over 10 years, which is no small feat. But I also have to assume that it didn't do anything good for his comfort levels with crime. He wasn't just acting out or committing crimes at random during this time period, right? His entire lifestyle was sustained by criminal activity. Breaking and entering, burglary, and it went on like that until 1998. Police were well aware that a criminal was breaking into homes in the area. I can't imagine how many calls they received during those 10 years, probably thinking it was different people or some kind of organized crime ring. I'm sure they didn't even think to link it to that one arsonist that disappeared all those years ago, right? But if you commit enough crimes, eventually someone is going to see that something is going on. Evidence was found at several of the crime scenes, including fingerprints that showed that the same guy broke into multiple places. And they knew who he was. Donchev was put into prison for burglary charges, obviously, but that wasn't his only charge. He also had some weapons on him that he definitely shouldn't have had given his criminal record. And the realization of that kind of freaked me out. Obviously, he was targeting places that were empty, but if he had these weapons, I have to wonder what he would have done if one of those homeowners had actually been home. Obviously, we know that murder probably wasn't totally off the table for this guy, right? So it's possible that some people actually got pretty lucky. Now, you might think that this is the end of the story, but it isn't. It is true that they caught Donchev, who was in his 60s by that time, but it wasn't the happy ending that you might expect. When police caught him, there was a bit of a scuffle. He was not going to be captured easily, so several people and a police dog descended upon him. And during this time, something went wrong. 
the dog that was helping police to capture him actually ended up biting him really aggressively. As a direct result of this, he had to lose two of his toes and a portion of his foot. And this opened the door for Donchev to push back. He filed a lawsuit against police for $20 million, much to the horror of everyone. And even worse, he actually had a really good case. Despite the fact that Donchev had three knives, two handguns, a pronged stick, and actively fought police, in the eyes of the law, he was a victim for a very specific reason. The dog in question should not have been out assisting with this arrest. This particular dog had recently failed its state accreditation tests. It didn't listen to trainers. These tests had to be passed in order for the dogs to be considered safe to be used by police. But in this case, the dog had a known history of aggressive behavior. During an exercise where the dog was practicing with a trainer, the dog latched onto the trainer's arm and refused to let go even when given the command to do so. Donchev's attorney insisted that he was horribly disfigured by the encounter and would never have the same quality of life without his toes and his foot. The lawsuit, they said, was to ensure that he had enough money to survive once he was released from prison. Seeing no other option, the courts agreed to give Donchev a settlement. Rather than $20 million, he received a little over 400000 now, this might be annoying for police, but for all of the people he robbed throughout the years, it was insulting. After he stole all of their stuff, he basically gets to enjoy a huge payout when he exits prison. The individuals were encouraged to sue him personally for the money to try to reclaim their losses. He actually even robbed a few of his victims several times, so the amounts did add up. Several victims said that they intended to sue him, but it is unclear if they managed to get anything out of it. As far as I know, upon his release, he was set to be deported. But his story really just ends. I don't know if he took the money and ran or what, but it doesn't look like anyone received those payouts. And now all that's really left is old articles from 2000 about what happened, not where he went. So, in the event that he didn't die in prison or something, here is to hoping he finally learned how to stop committing crimes. So, if you want to discuss how to survive in the woods, inappropriate responses to being dumped by someone, or winning on a technicality, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. <laughs>